Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of Wellness in the Workplace. My name is Mbali Msiana, and I am your host. Wellness in the Workplace is a podcast that aims to equip new and experienced professionals with the tools and insights to navigate challenging workplace dynamics. And in today's episode, we are talking about navigating intergenerational uh, workplace dynamics. And with me in studio, I have Angela Glitzi, who is a technologist. She is a diversity equity and inclusion leader for a leading uh, technology company. Uh, welcome to Wellness in the Workplace. Thank you, Mbali, and hi, everybody. And this, what a great platform that you've got. Thank you so much. Thank you for making the time to be here. I know that you're a busy woman. Uh, always appreciate it when my guests are able to make time and to be here um, and to be present, essentially, for this uh, conversation. So before getting into the actual topic today, um, I'd like for us to just get into a bit of your you know, career background and how you got into the diversity, equity, and inclusion space. Sure. Um, yeah, please tell awesome. us about that. Great. So... Um, I'm quite old. I've been working for a very, very long time. My career actually started in recruitment. Mm. I started off working at a recruitment agency at the time. Diversity and inclusion wasn't really a topical... um, It wasn't topical. Mm. Um, And also being at a recruitment agency, for me, it was making money, placing people, Mm. not really realizing the impact Mm. that I was making. Um, been in recruitment for many, many years Mm. where I got into understanding that there is actually a field that is diversity and inclusion, you know, transformation, depending on where you work, what it's called, is in my role uh, when I started to lead people, really, just understanding that there's so many issues around building inclusive environments and also understanding that it is something that is so important. Mm. I mean, if at a tech organization that I work for, Mm. the products and solutions that we develop, they are for different people. Mm. So Mm. therefore they have to be developed Mm. by different diverse Diverse people. people. But that means that we need to then enable our environments to become inclusive Mm. so that those individuals can be their best Mm. and thrive. Mm. So in terms of answering you directly to say, when did I get into DNI? Yeah. I've always been in DNI. Yeah. I just never maybe knew it as an actual subject matter standalone. Mm. Mm. But DNI is 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 in everything. It's in every role. Yeah. It should be in every company. Every industry of a DNA Mm. of an organization. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And more specifically in relation to today's topic, I mean, when we talk about an intergenerational workforce, mm. I mean, we're talking about a workforce that has, you know, four types of generations now, yeah. right? So baby boomers, um, generation X, millennials, and most recently generation Z. Yeah. Yes. So in your opinion, why is it important to have multi generations within an organization how does it benefit um, organizations really yeah so imagine imagine finishing varsity Mm. and walking into a company Mm. and you've got no one who's got institutional knowledge to actually pass it down Mm. because there is a retirement age in Mm. 
I think it's every country actually mm. in the world there mm. is a retirement age. Mm. So what would happen if there was just one generation at a time? Yeah. So it's yeah. important for business continuity. Yeah. But what's even more important about it, it's not about just having the different generations, all of the generations that yeah. exist. It's once again building the inclusive environment, yeah. the environment that is enabling to pass on, you know, the knowledge and all of those things to the upcoming environments. Mm-hmm. So it's important because it's just nature. It's life yeah. in every family. Yeah. There's a grandma, there's a mom, yeah. or, you know, a yeah. parent, yeah. there are children, there are grandkids. Mm. It's continuation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and just based on the different generations that I've highlighted, what would you say are some of like the traits and characteristics of each of these generations? <laughs> because I remember at some point there was just so many articles and coverage on mm. millennials and just the trends around them, you know, leaving the workplace because they, you know, they job hop a lot or mm. uh, they're not resilient enough. Um, but based on the different environments that you've been in and based on your experience, what would you say are some of like the key traits that we see versus, um, you know, millennials, um, Generation Z, baby boomers? and maybe yeah. even uh, uh, Generation X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, so I actually get asked that quite a lot. Okay. And <laughs> I think the most important thing about diversity mm. is getting to a place where we realize that every single person Mm. is different Mm. so Mm. these generalizations and you know everyone can just google them Mm. and hear what is being said about gen z Mm. what is said i'm a millennial what is said about me Mm. what is said about um baby boomers Mm. and the likes Mm. (laughs) we need to shy away Mm. from making those assumptions and those things that stick about Mm. a certain generation is like this. They don't Mm. like that. They don't Mm. like this. They Mm. like that. Mm. So I'm reluctant to talk about um, the the, the myths that exist about each generation. The stereotypes, essentially. Yeah, stereotyping. Because even I myself, as a millennial, look, maybe it's because I like being young, (laughs) there are so many things that have been said about Gen Z Mm. that actually I'm like well actually no I also don't want to like go to the office all the time yeah we're doing that or that I also want to be in touch with my purpose Mm. but in the same breath maybe we can talk about it in this way that life is evolving the Mm. world has evolved so Mm. the younger people coming in are different yeah you and i are different to our parents yeah our parents are different from our grandparents etc so there are maybe totally standoff differences but they're not about the individuals within those generations Mm. but it's more maybe about how life is evolving. Yeah. How, you know, it's globalization. There's Mm. so much in Mm. a country like ours. Mm. The background that we have, if we Mm. have to now talk or or build strategies in an organization based on what we think baby boomers need, want, etc., we may even stagnate coming Mm. from a country of apartheid. What they've been through. Yeah. Now you want to come and build an organization that's you want to make the organization comfortable Mm, for mm. everybody to thrive but you want to have your organization be less built on 
stereotyping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get you. Yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. Um, but do you think organizations are doing that? They are progressive enough to accommodate the level of diversity at a generational standpoint because I think at a racial standpoint, we're still seeing, you know, um, less progression, mm. uh, especially when it comes to senior management or leadership, we're yeah. not seeing as much progress. Um, so when it comes to then accommodating different generations and creating environments where everyone can actually thrive, mm. whether it's generational level, at a um, racial level, or even at a gender level, um, do you think organizations are proactive about that? So look, ageism actually about Two or three weeks ago, I had um, a global work call mm. where we were discussing ageism, ageism yeah. right, which is part of this topic that mm. we're engaging in. Mm. And I could say it's quite a new topic within mm-hmm. the space. Mm-hmm. Um, there's had to be other areas like race, mm. like gender. Yes, yes. You know, th- that yeah. had to be prioritized which Mm. organizations will then be seen externally Mm. prioritizing that and really putting systems in place and structures I Mm. mean employer resource groups affinity Mm. groups Mm. which probably prioritize that different type of diversity Mm. um and not so much maybe on the age on the ageism yeah yet yeah However, these are the topics that in my organization, for sure, as I've just said, mm. we're starting to really talk about mm. it and because we, we realize and understand that we need to grow younger people yeah. into these yeah. organ- into these big roles. Yeah. Um, yeah. I myself, mm. I'm, I'm 35. Mm. Um, You're not old, by the way. Pe- You're yeah, not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. Um, I realize that yeah. I haven't been impacted by yes. ageism. Yeah. But uh, through my journey at the different organizations where I've worked, I've mm. had the, the privilege, I've been privileged to mm. have people that are way older than me mm. Mm. Um, have an interest to really groom me and, and, and grow me hence yeah. I have been able to to quite to accelerate in my yeah. career yeah in the same breath I myself because I'm also quite a big believer of being an individual go do stuff yeah go talk to people yeah yeah I've also taken a keen interest in mm. teams that I've led mm. where they were way younger people I've led mm. teams where they've been there were there was Gen Z yeah I had the interest to go understand what they they go through, what mm. do they want to see, etc. So that could mm. help me develop my own team. So mm. if I had to say, have the organizations prioritize the topic? Mm. I think it's quite new of yeah. a topic at the moment. Mm. Um, but I, as a person, mm. have reaped from the organizations I've worked at. Yeah. I can't speak about the other organizations. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, yeah. And I mean, just going back to the newness of the topic, right? Uh, For anyone who's listening or watching and, you know, they don't know or understand what ageism is, um, what would you describe it as? Mm. So the the concept ageism... Yeah, the concept of ageism. If I had to properly simplify it, I would say it is... Exclusivity based on 
how old someone is mm. within the work organization, mm. but not also maybe necessarily just from an age perspective, ageism, because mm. people have been there for long. Yes, um, experience. Yes, yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. So, so it would be just discriminating against against somebody uh, based on how old they are um, and their level of experience. Simplified. So, I think I don't want to say discrimination. discrimination. Okay, okay, um, fair enough. But it's exclusivity. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Because it's not always. It depends from what topic and from what angle. Because mm. there is really room for experience. Mm. There, there is. Uh, place uh, there is something that experience does add yeah yeah so hence i'm saying that old people are important the mm. people that are about to retire are mm. important because they've got so mm. much knowledge to impart so to impart yeah yes. yeah but the, the concept yeah. just is not necessarily always it's not yet maybe top of mind. Yeah, yeah. As it should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. And um, just with, you know, having a multi-generational workforce um, and, you know, people coming with different worldviews and backgrounds, what are some of the challenges that you've, um, you know, experienced or witnessed within mm. a workplace that has so many generations present um, and just maybe the clashes around mm. uh, different styles of work or just how they approach work in general mm. Mm. yeah so again it goes back less to be specific about this generation that mm. generation because like mm. i said I, I i feel that i or maybe i can navigate across most yeah yeah but there's always challenges where there are just different people people got you okay yeah okay. i mean you okay. and i are, blo- are both black girls mm. black, black women mm. but we're different. We're different. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. The type of challenges then, if we make it particularly from generational, I'm mm. going to speak from my own unconscious biases that I had to <laughs> learn really be like, girl, girl, please <laughs> yeah. don't do that. Yeah, is, yeah. Um, things like. <laughs> because I have always been one of the youngest people within yeah. maybe my leadership team yeah. or yeah, like yeah. leadership teams. Mm. I know that at a, there was a point in time where I had a bias against those that are older. Older. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like why was I'm, that? Like, why was that? Because you know, you build your your biases are unconscious, right? Yes, so yes. because I've always felt you know the, the, I don't want to say brand, but yeah, I've, I've always been mm. one of the youngest person, maybe mm. in a manco mm. or whatever it is. Mm. Then I had the thing that I want to drive more young people, more young Got people you. lead more. Got you. So what we Got do you. is that at times when I'm interviewing someone, mm. then I would need to literally say Angela no girl <laughs> diversity if they like 40 something okay yeah yeah so yeah so those kind of challenges okay okay yeah. but how did you become conscious of that because we call it an unconscious bias because you're not aware so was it a case of somebody picking it up to say I've seen a track record that the people you put forward of this age <laughs> maybe potentially of this gender as well um how were you made aware that you have like guess an unconscious bias against people 
people of a different generation? So not only am I in the DNI space, mm-hmm. but um, even academically, my mm-hmm. master's currently, uh, I had a, an actual module mm. of diversity and inclusion I yeah forgot what it's called but it yeah. was diversity yeah i i read a lot about it and i and i then introspect and mm. call myself out like yes. girl are you doing that <laughs> yeah so it is from that it was yeah. from just always just thinking about it mm. like you, you know I'm, I'm a big believer and mm. and and activist of we gotta be inclusive yeah we gotta we've got to give people opportunity because mm. when we have different people in our teams and mm. our companies, we are going to perform, yeah. outperform others. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there yeah. is data. Yeah, that shows. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's, it's a fact. Yeah. So that requires, required me as well to mm. be very continuously cautious mm. about everything that I do. Mm. So it's an ever learning process yeah. it's not just a put together a pretty line you know we diverse <laughs> our vision yeah and a nice goals. brochure or yeah, website yeah, for different people whatever. yeah yeah it's something that is yeah. really real in me and mm. i always then have to be checking myself mm. on it okay okay yeah. and just unpacking the topic of unconscious bias because we all have that yeah um how do you think you know, organizations can enforce, I guess, programs um, or initiatives that mm. allow people to explore what their biases are mm. so that when we do enter a space of working together, we do it from a place of awareness. We do mm. it from a place of being conscious um, in the spirit of collaborating and, and working together as a team. Mm. Um, maybe from your experience and, you know, the organizations you have worked for, what were some of the initiatives that just, you know, drove, um, I guess, some level of self-awareness individually, um, all in the broader, um, uh, I guess, theme of wanting people to collaborate and to work better together. Yeah. So I think what organizations can do, or rather what I've seen works, Mm. is organizations need to really deep dive in terms of their vision. Okay. Um, They need to know what their strategy is Mm. and how does that then influence inclusion Mm. if it does because Mm. look there's nothing worse than seeing a lot of say do gaps when companies what's that what's a say do gap so so what it is is when something is said Mm -hmm. but it's actually not done you and I just oh, spoke about all oh. these beautiful, pretty yes. statements or maybe even events and sponsorships, but mm. employees aren't feeling it in the organization. Mm. That mm. stems from when and when when the executives of a mm. company are sitting in their boardroom and they are mm. talking about where this company is going, what it is that we stand for, mm. not including the part People. of how do our how do how do our employees Mm. then collaborate Mm. is one of the things you've just said Mm. and how does how do we build an environment Mm. which then enables if they need different people and diversity Mm. um to be part of that main strategy Mm. so that if that then is your overall corporate organizational strategy Mm. to be inclusive and build um a collaborative environment, etc. In everything that you then do Mm. from there on, Mm. 
your operational leaders, mm. everybody going down mm. speaks to that. Speaks vision. to that. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on young black professionals who've maybe just entered the workplace or are still very new, relatively to the world of work, mm-hmm. um, who were brought up in very traditional households, who still carry the mindset that they have to respect their elders, and then end up suppressing their thoughts, mm. their opinions, their contributions. Uh, in meetings because of those respectability politics. Um, how can they, I guess, step out of that and yes. just liberate themselves mm. from that? Because the workplace is a completely different dynamic to yeah. to the home life. Yeah, That's a good question. Um, so my thoughts on them, I'll park for now. Mm. My thoughts are on companies. Ah, okay. Um. We just spoke about how when you build your strategy, mm. you include how, you know, you're going to ensure that different people are here and mm. they're doing the things. Mm. There's collabor- collaboration. Mm. So companies as well, when they do that, they then have leaders that will have that person who, you know, is, is about to say, and is mang mang. Mm. Yes, because man, that's man. how yes. we grew, right? I mean, even <laughs> yes. now, I'm I'm grown. Yeah, uh, outside of work, yeah, young children must yeah. call me Auntie Angela. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. um, it's quite respectful. Yeah. So what yes. I think about the black professionals is mm. that what amazing people you are. Really? Yes, you you, you are. You are you. You've got respect. Mm. That is something we should be proud of. We mm. need to be proud, guys, of who we are, where we come from, and mm. all those things. Mm. Then there's work. Mm. Work we need to then take as a place of employment mm. as work, mm. a place where we still carry those mm. same values mm. of being respectful. Yep. But redefine respect. I mean, if your uh. boss is happy with you calling them auntie mang mang, it's mm. fine. Do it. If they're happy with that. Mm. But don't let that then make you not be able to say, but boss, what you're saying here don't make sense. Mm. Because mm. you you are educated, you mm. are specialized, mm. a specialist in what you do. Mm. So you need to have your your thoughts heard. Mm. And, you, and you need to, as an adult in general, mm. as, as an adult mm. in general, you... Mm are a decision maker. You, yeah. You're decisive. You make decisions every day about what you're going to eat, where you're going to live, yeah. how you spend your money, etc. Yeah. So when you are hired in a job, mm. your job spec, read it. Mm. Know what it says you need to do on the day. Mm. And when you need to oppose someone who is perhaps older or whatever mm. the case is, mm. take it back then to your job spec. Mm. You are doing your work. Yeah. You would be very disrespectful to the CEO or the I don't know, chairman or whoever of that organization if you are mm. going against what they wrote mm. your job is. Mm. So maybe mm. if we can just look at it from that aspect yeah. of yeah. We, we will forever be respectful yeah. because young black people, we're amazing. Yeah. We, we know how to respect people. We are mm. humble. We are mm. all those beautiful things. And we don't want to lose that. Yeah. You don't want to lose yourself yeah. in order to 
to fit into a company. Mm. You, you, mm. We can't. Yeah, I guess it's just a matter of redefining then what respect looks like yes. in the corporate space, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but in your experience as a DNI, um, you know, specialist and leader now, um, what have been some of your challenges specifically in recruiting? Um, you know, at a racial level, gender level or generational level, some of the challenges in terms of skill set, in terms of um, just availability of diversity of Mm. talent. What a pet peeve (laughs) question. (laughs) The pet peeve question. Yes, yes, um, for sure. So it's an absolute pet peeve of mine. Okay, and why is that? When people associate Mm. diversity with Lack, okay, incompetence, okay, can't do, okay, we're dropping the bar, okay. How do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. It's structural Mm. that there is a lack of many amazing Mm. different generations, different individuals that exist in the market because of structures. Definitely, because of how many people do we have in Mm. rural areas who? can't even get to school Mm, mm, so it's mm, structural mm, that there's that and not only from an age perspective or gender or race mm, but um mm. sexuality yes um, yes socioeconomic status yeah all type of different diverse groups yeah yeah there is a shortage of the individuals that have made it mm. because of those structures. Mm. So I think mm. that there isn't, we have to be very intentional about not associating diversity with, with incompetence, yeah. no skill, yeah. whatever. No, yeah. we are few because we are few. Yeah. I mean, I went to private schools, varsities, etc., because mm. I was on scholarships and bursaries, but mm. how many people... Mm, how had many that privilege. other black girls yeah. so yeah. it would be terrible for us to then say well look there isn't any skilled black girls mm. it's 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 not okay yeah it's just that there has not been the opportunities yes right? and, and hence the topic yeah hence the topic exactly yeah. Yeah. and hence companies yeah. must also sponsor yes i was about that. to they ask must put yeah money yeah. towards this change yeah. because it's a change that requires yeah. investment yeah it's a change that requires intentionality yeah so i was about to ask i mean my next question was going to be that how do the people in positions of power and privilege change that mm. uh, because they're the ones that really have, I guess, the resources, right? And um, the power to be able yeah. to inform. So um, you've already mentioned, you know, an aspects of sponsorship. Mm. Um, do you think things like mentorship, um, coaching, um, creating learnership, apprenticeship mm. programs mm. as well, do you think they're effective enough to yes. be able to bridge that gap? Yeah. 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 When yeah. done right. Yeah. Again, we spoke about mm. the beautiful things that companies will write, et cetera, mm. but it's not really mm. done. The issue comes when there are these structures to really fix issues, but it becomes tick box. Mm within mm. organizations yeah but they are effective yeah when done, when well. done right yeah. yeah yeah got you got you and just maybe in closing um of our topics um or topic rather how can young people specifically young black women mm. um 
empower themselves to put themselves forward for managerial and leadership position mm. in order to close that generational divide or generational gap. And I think you're the best person to ask this question because you are in a leadership position and you are quite young um, and how you've managed to navigate mm. just the world of corporate to be in mm. the position that you're in, um, given maybe the... Um, disadvantage in inverted commas that may come with your age mm. yeah you go to therapy <laughs> guys okay. go to therapy okay we, you pray yeah you, you know um if, if you're christian whatever yeah. whatever spiritually fulfills you yeah you continue with that yeah you go to therapy mm. to go learn mm. about you yourself yeah and understand your power yeah yeah you of course, speak to people mm. yourself. Mm. You didn't know me; just mm. saw me on LinkedIn. You thought mm. you want to speak to yeah. me? Yeah, yeah. There will be those that just <laughs> ignore people. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, but you put yourself out, out there. there. Yeah. And to your earlier question, where you spoke mm. about what about the backgrounds where mm. you know you you taught to be, ooh, especially like women as black women mm. you know you really are taught to really just like close yourself off and mm. like just swallow yourself mm. go to therapy yeah get to understand the beast and the power that is you because yeah. black women we are dope yeah <laughs> yeah so locate your power and yes. then pretty much operate from a place of being self-aware of being whole whole. Mm. yes yes Mm. okay okay and um so what i do with my guests is that i usually ask them a couple of bonus questions just to close off the episode um so i'm going to ask you a few of those the first one is what podcast video book have you read or listened to that has shifted your perspective about work about work Mm. So I'm going to answer with both a podcast and a book. The podcast, okay. I can't actually remember the name mm-hmm. um, of it. It's from this morning. It is done by two individuals from the UK. They actually mm. work in our organization, but they, mm. they're doing this on, on the side for themselves. Mm. It's about um, dyslexia. Sure. Um, you know, so this individual is talking about their own experience, mm. how they navigate um being dyslexic in mm. the workplace oh my goodness yeah it just it shifted my perspective because just i'm privileged mm. you know there's so much that there are so many differences that mm. people have within mm. the workplace so once mm. again as i'm thinking of um strategies that mm. I put together etc mm. those are the things that I also need, need to, to incorporate and yeah. consider yeah yeah if I hadn't yeah. listened to that this morning yeah I don't think that I would have been thinking about that about yeah. dyslexia yeah. so that's the podcast the book mm. uh it's 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 a it's quite an old book but it really mm. changed my perspective from a race perspective mm. it's by why am I not remembering it's 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 uh we are we are who we need we are the, the ones we need. We are the ones by we C. need. By Cisha Polani. By yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. yes. So, <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Because yeah. we are. <laughs> we definitely are. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what does wellness in the workplace look like for you? Wellness in the workplace? Mm. Mm. Wellness in the workplace is work fitting into my time. Sure. 
I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's work not being my life. Mm. It's you know today it was my today it is my mom's birthday. Mm. Um, I'm at work. I'm mm. here right mm. now. I'm doing this podcast. It's mm. work hours. Mm. Um, I went. I took my mom for lunch. Mm. I, work wellness is is owning your time. Yeah. Work fitting into my time. Mm, yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. And then lastly, what are the three things you would tell your younger self about work and being a professional in corporate South Africa? Go get it, girl. Just do. Just do. Just do. <laughs> do. Think. Do. Yeah. Do. do. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. Um, any closing remarks about our topic about diversity and inclusion? Um, I suppose I'd just say we need to be aware that mm. when we talk about diversity, equity issues, and actual inclusion, we can't work on assumptions. We can't. Sure work on myths or what we think etc because then we are being exclusive within that mm. we are allowing our unconscious thoughts and knowledge based on whatever has shaped us to mm. make us assume that we know others which then we then go back to being not not transformed mm. so i think yeah that's about the topic mm. but about you thank mm. you so much for this i think it's very oh. important what you're doing um mm. i hope this reaches more than just women mm. but you know if it's women. <laughs> yeah um, that's the primary audience yeah at yeah, this stage. yeah yeah very yeah. very lovely platform yeah thank please you please keep doing what you're thank doing thank you so much and thank you for being here um, and thank you for sharing your insights. Uh, and thank you for watching and for listening to the podcast. Uh, please do follow at wellness in the workplace underscore and Instagram. You can also find us on YouTube. And if you want to listen to the podcast, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Anchor FM. I will see you on the next episode. My name is Mbalim Ziyane. Bye-bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fende Media. Fende Media builds podcasts from the ground up to tell your story. By partnering with individuals and business alike, Fende Media brings you communication to life through podcast services.